praise you, Lord, I praise you, oh, I praise you, yes, I praise you, how I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you, oh, I love you, yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy, so you're worthy, so worthy, oh, you're worthy, most holy Lord. How am I going to meet this need? How am I going to meet that need? How am I going to do this? To all the warriors, not the warriors, <laughs> the warriors, the Holy Spirit is saying, take no thought for tomorrow. Take no thought for tomorrow. Some of you, the Spirit of the Lord is showing me now that you're in the program. You have a duration. I don't know how long your program is, six months, eight months, whatever it is. In your mind, the back of your mind, constantly, this is not an occasional thing that I'm trying to throw. God specifically speaking, constantly in your mind you're thinking, what's going to happen to me at the end of the program? You also have this running through your mind, the Spirit of the Lord is showing me, will I last in this program? The Lord says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Not by your own strength, not by your own ability, not by your craftiness, not by being smart, not by trying to please everybody, not by trying to be buddy-buddy with everybody, but the Lord says, through Christ, through Christ, through Christ, apart from Jesus Christ, you can do nothing. Make it clear. You can do something by your own strength, but you know the net result? It's not going to last. It's not going to last. The ultimate truth is you cannot do anything. If the Lord takes away our breath, we are not going to breathe. Right? But God says, with Him, you can do all things, even the most difficult things. The Lord is showing me this. Some of you, you think, Lord, my mind is, has gotten so dull. I don't think I can even concentrate and read anymore. I don't think I can read a paragraph even to understand. How am I even going to study? Lord, I'm not able to do anything. God says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The Lord is here to strengthen you. The strength of Jesus Christ, when it goes into our body, it goes into our mind, it goes into our soul, it goes into our spirit, into our body. So powerful to quicken, 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 quicken. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ is so powerful to quicken the dead. Quicken our dead conscience. Quicken our dead soul. That's how people get saved. They pass on from death to life because of the resurrection power that enters into the soul of the people. That's how people get healed. And the resurrection power of Jesus Christ enters into the body and it quickens the body. That's how people get delivered from drug addiction. I've seen in front of my eyes when we prayed for people, in front, high, high on drugs, in front, in front of our eyes when we prayed. We just saw the color come back on their face. We saw the hands stop shaking. We saw the mind come back to. We saw the person give their heart in a matter of an hour. The Lord did everything. The person started singing to the Lord. In a couple of weeks, the Lord baptized the person with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God is able to do exceeding abundantly all that you ask or imagine. Exceeding abundantly for all that you ask or imagine. If you are saying here, I just want my sanity back. God says, you don't just want your sanity back. I want you to shine bright as a star forever and ever from here to heaven. Not just, okay, I accept Jesus. Jesus comes into my heart. And after that, I know when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. That's good. That's true. That is the ultimate Reward. You cannot trade that with anything. Even if we don't get anything in this world, if I get that, that's all I need. But the Lord says, with that, for this present life, God gives us everything. Everything. With Jesus Christ, He's made us more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. So we're going to read, quickly go through this. How did God supply the need of this family? Let's read 
John chapter 11. I'm going to start reading from verse 1. My phone actually went to John 1. Just give me one second. I'm just going to get John chapter 11. Verse 1. Now, a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother, Lazarus, was sick. There's a description about this family. That she was somebody who served Jesus. And she has a sister and she has a brother. Three people in that house. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. In your life, in my life, we say a prayer to the Lord. Say, Lord, really need this, whatever it might be. You know, a lot of times we think, really need this, and I need right now. Many times God gives it to us right now, then and there. But many times... We have to wait. And this family, even though the Lord loved very much, God has an ultimate purpose in your life, in my life. The purpose is the Lord to be glorified. If it's going to be a temporal thing, God God is going to do it. The Lord says, okay, you want this? I'm giving it to you now. If you want this? I'm going, to give it, I'm going to give it to you now. And it's not going to satisfy the ultimate thing that God is looking for in my life. It's going to be in vain. It's really not going to help me. So what the Lord says, you know what? I want Jesus to be glorified in your life. That's my goal. So temporarily, even if there's a delay, let there be a delay. I'm going to do something much more wonderful in your life. And give this illustration. Say somebody is building a house. And, and I'm asking for somebody, you know, I need a house. And instead of giving a house for rent or whatever they say. They're saying, I'm going to build you a house. Okay? And they said, I'm going to build you a house. And they're starting to build the house, but I'm saying, I want the house tomorrow. I want the house day after tomorrow. So, oh, one month? Okay, I can wait for one month. But the person says, it's going to take about a year, but instead of getting a one-room apartment, I'm going to build a mansion for you. Will you wait? Will you wait? I would wait. I would wait. I would say, okay, I would do whatever it takes for the one year to get my mansion for free. Jesus Christ says, certain times when we ask, when you ask for a simple pencil, the Lord says, you know what? I know you can wait. You're not going to die without that pencil because I'm going to give you a golden pencil. We need to wait. God wants to mold our character. We don't want to be like a two-year-old throwing tantrums every time. I want candy, candy, candy. If we don't give candy, just tears streaming through his cheek as if he's going to pass out without the candy, right? When you look at the child, you're going to think, oh my goodness, it's going to die the next second if you don't give the candy. But do you think he's going to die? No, no. It's a choice between whether he's going to eat the food or whether he wants a snack. You know, a good parent will always say, eat your food first, right? But somebody who just wants to give anything and everything just to do whatever they want to do, they'll say, okay, take whatever you want, just don't bother me. God is much more than a good parent. So, in times, delay. That's your message. The Spirit of the Lord is showing me a lot of you have questions in your heart, saying, Lord, why is there a delay? Why is there a delay? Why is there a delay? The Lord is answering your whys this afternoon. The Lord says, the delay is for the glory of God. Okay, now you can think, okay, the glory of God. I don't care about the glory of God. What's the glory of God is going to do to me? Right? That's the question that God is showing me now. If you are such a person, thinks, the glory of God has got nothing to do with me, by the end of this message, as we're going to read from this chapter, you're going to see the connection between the glory of God, what God is doing through you. God is not a selfish person. God doesn't say, you know, there are some parents who want the child to become a doctor or an engineer, you know, or a scientist. But the ultimate 
focus would be how would people think about me, right? It's not about the child. The ultimate focus is me. I need to look good in front of my relatives. I need to look good in front of my family. That's being selfish. God is not like that. God is already glorified without you. God is already glorified without me. He doesn't need us for him to get the glory. He does not. But he is giving you an opportunity, giving me an opportunity to share in his glory. When he is glorified, we get attached to that glory. So it is for your benefit. We need to know. And when he pours, he pours to an extent that you cannot contain. Because the hands of Jesus Christ is much more bigger than our laps. Even the most chubbiest person in the world is tiny when you compare it to the hands of Jesus Christ. When he pours it, it has to overflow. And it will overflow. So if you have any question about who Jesus is, I don't know if I can trust him. I don't know if I can entrust him with my life. I tell you, entrust and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Until you give him full control, you're never going to know what he can do. You can pass on this life without giving a moment to Jesus Christ, doing your own thing. When you go to the other side, you know the tragedy? Sometimes people think, oh, I don't believe in life after death. Some people say, I believe in karma. I, be, I believe in um, evolution. You can say oh, whatever you want to say. Those are all theories, assumptions from the pit of hell to distort the thinking of human beings so that they miss what God has for them for eternity. But the fact is, what Jesus said in his word, there is a heaven, there is a hell. The heaven is a place where God lives. He created for his angels and for you and for me. Hell is the place that was created for the devil and his angels. Not for you, not for me. When we make Satan to be our father, we belong in his house automatically. We will end up where the devil is. God has no part with that. And he does not want that. That's why he says, For God so loved the world. You can say me, you. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. To what extent God went in order to bring redemption, in order to save us, in order to transfer us from our path of destruction to put us into that path of righteousness. And the Holy Spirit says, all our lives we can believe that there's no heaven and there's no hell. No, for sure. Mark my words. There will come a day when everything will be over. Our race will be over. Everything will be over. Imagine the terror that you and I will have. We wake up our eyes to eternity. What we thought was not there, but now it's there. Can you run back? Can you run away? No. On the contrary, say you believed it, and there was nothing at the end. Which is not, because Jesus speaks, he speaks to me every day. And I see lives changed Every time, and I see people healed every time, the power of Jesus Christ is so real. And I've seen the presence of God and the power of God touch the bodies of the people and the people who have testified to what God has done. And I've seen people who cannot walk, walk before my very eyes. Three, four surgeries failed. It's the power of Jesus Christ. But I'm just giving you an example. Say you don't you believed Jesus Christ all your life and you died. And you find out there's no heaven, there's no hell, nothing. You're not losing anything. You're really not losing anything. But, the contrary, if you say, ah, I don't care, there's no hell. Some people say, life on earth now, it's like hell to me. You know what? Really? You really don't know what hell is. Read the Bible and see. If you think this is hell, then that hell is a million times worse. But the Lord Jesus Christ is here to rescue us from our hell right now, that we think it's too much for us to bear. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Give me that. He says, give me that. I'm trading my sorrows, 
trading my pain for the joy of the Lord. He says, give me your sorrows, I'll give you joy. Give me your sickness, I'll give you health. Give me your confusion, I'll give you peace. Give me your worries, I give you eternal life. God says, I will give you everything you need, not your greed. It doesn't say, my God shall supply all your greed according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, he has a Mercedes Benz, I want a Mercedes Benz. Next year, Lord, that's the latest car, I want to switch. Not that. All your need shall be supplied by the living God. But when he supplies it, it's always the best. And so let's see from the life of this Lazarus what Jesus did. Jesus loved this family. And this family has a very important need that his brother is in the verge of dying. That means you can imagine your loved one in the hospital, somebody in the hospital. They're about to die. The doctor says, you can take him home. He can be on life support. You can do anything you want. Everything we tried, we tried. This is stage four cancer. It's actually gone over everywhere. We cannot do anything. That is the case of Lazarus, similar to that. Everything. He was very, very, very close to death. And when this news reached Jesus, you know what Jesus says? Jesus didn't panic. Oh my goodness, he's dying. Let me run. Hey, disciples, let's go. You know, immediately closed all his meetings and said, let's go. To where? Lazarus says, he didn't do that. He said, God has to be glorified. Let me stay here for a few more days. Does it sound nice? Does it sound very nice to you? When you're panicking and crying over there on the other side, God says, I'm going to stay a few more days. God is like a parent who looks at the two-year-old who is crying for ice cream or for candy. He sees our tears. He knows we really want it. But he says, you know what? I see something far better to give you than just this. I'm not going to just be cold-hearted person just to see you cry. No, I feel it. You know what? I know what is even better for you. Weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. I think I spoke about this verse when I came here last time, did I? So, God is a faithful father. Weeping endured with his family. They had to endure, go through a period of weeping. But their joy came. And your need will be supplied by God. Whatever your need is. A lot of us have emotional needs. Say, Lord, I feel lonely. God is showing that. I feel lonely. Lord, I feel very lonely inside. Lord, I feel, even though I have friends, I have people here, inside my heart, Lord, I feel lonely. I feel depressed. The Lord says, I'm here to meet that need, that emotional need, where you will feel that connection with the Lord. Not just that. God just doesn't say that, okay, I will meet your emotional need. That is enough for us. But the Lord says, beyond that, I'm the God who sets people in families. I'm the God of families. You think, Lord, everything is over. I don't think I can have anything anymore. God says, oh, no. When you come to me, I will bless you with abundance. Whatever you need, the best thing for you to do is take it to Jesus. Lay it at his feet. The best thing that this family did, you know what? They informed Jesus of what was happening in their family. They informed Jesus of the sickness near-death illness that their brother Lazarus had. Question number one. Do you take to Jesus your problems? Sometimes you think, Lord, this is too small. I will try to solve it. You know, a lot of us are like that. We try to solve it and solve it, and when we cannot do it anymore, then we come, Lord, I'm tired. God, will you help me? Right? When we can't do it anymore, that's when we come to the Lord. Why don't we do it the opposite way? All these things happen. There's a song, beautiful song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It says, all these burdens, you know, we are carrying, why we are carrying? Because we do not take it to the Lord in prayer. All because, all these things, because we don't take it to the Lord in prayer. So question number one is, do you inform Jesus of your emergency? Do you inform Jesus of your need. Number one. If you don't have the habit of doing that. I will tell you. Practice it. Practice it. I do that with my children. We both decided. You know, I, I grew up that way. If you have any 
need, we tell them, tell Jesus first. He has to give us so we can give you. So tell Jesus first. Even if it's a small thing, we train them that way. Tell Jesus. You know what? God gives the best. So inform Jesus of your need, number one. Number two, learn to wait. Let's read the next verse. Verse 7. Then after, let me read verse 5 onwards. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard, when he heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. He stayed for two more days. Somebody looks at that and they say, oh, great. Right? There's an emergency. You call 911 and they say, I'll come after two days. <laughs> you know how that will be? That's how this was. Now they're thinking, there's no telephone, there's no phone, there's no nothing. Imagine how they'll be, somebody will be looking, is Jesus coming? Is Jesus coming? Is Jesus coming? Is Jesus coming? Is, look at the anxiety. Is Jesus coming? But, if you learn to trust Jesus Christ, I have told him, and he knows what to do. Even if he doesn't come, I will know that he will do something with this. Abraham was like that. Abraham said, even if Isaac had to be offered as a sacrifice, I know that God is able to raise him up. I know God is able to raise him up. So in our circumstance, if I don't receive the way I prayed for, know for sure, God will answer you. Sometimes it may not come straight like this. It may come roundabout. But the roundabout will bring more and more parcels, more parcels, more parcels. When the time God delivers, it will be like overflowing. Waiting always brings blessings. There's a song um, that says, Good things come to them that wait, not to those who hesitate. So hurry up and wait upon the Lord. Are we hurrying up to wait on him? Or are we saying, Lord, I want it. I want it now. doesn't matter. I want it now. doesn't matter even if it's going to be a big blessing. But I want my little thing that I'm asking now. We have to remember, we are like the two-year-old. Remember that. Our minds are so small when we compare it with the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. It cannot really comprehend what he's going to do. One thing you and I can do. One thing. We don't have to know everything. Because he knows the end from the beginning. We cannot know. One thing you and I can do. You can trust the one who knows the end from the beginning. Can we do that? Can we do that? Some of us are thinking, hmm, good to hear, hard to do. I'll tell you, it will not be hard for you to do if you really know who you are trusting. If you really know who you are trusting, his capability, his potential, his goodness, his nature, his power, then you can relax. You don't have to worry. All you have to say, Lord, you know what you're doing. I told you what my need is, and I'm going to wait. So hurry up and wait upon the Lord. This family went through sorrow. They went through sorrow because Jesus delayed. Jesus stayed there for two more days. In our lives, we can say, look, I'm going through sorrow I'm going through difficulty. You know what? In our house, we had to um, sell our house and buy another house. And I've told you this testimony before how my son had so many, so many, so many food allergies, environmental allergies, and how God healed him completely. He was not able to take carpet, no paints. It's not good. Carpet is not, you know, you know, if you know about dust mites and all those things. But for a normal person, it shouldn't really trigger anything. But for him, small things used to really trigger him. And food allergies, he was only able to eat chicken, cauliflower, and rice. No vegetables, no other fruits, nothing. He was on a very restricted, very, very restricted diet for a long time. And the Lord did a miracle one day morning. I heard the audible voice of God. 
I heard this in the morning. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I knew in my spirit the Lord saying that he has healed him completely. And he was taking over 90-something supplements a day, a day, because he was not able to eat anything else, because his body was not taking it. We did a comprehensive blood analysis, and all those things were needed for him. Every day he was taking it. So every, this bland food that he had to eat over and over again, even I cannot eat, he had to take three or four capsules every bite he had to take. A lot of times he used to throw up, and I used to put the plate, and I used to cry and pray, Lord, even I cannot eat this food. And I said, Lord, do you know and you see all these things? Do you have the power to heal and Lord, I know you will heal him. God did. It didn't happen one day. It didn't happen in two days. It didn't happen in one year. It didn't happen in two years. It took over five years, six years, seven years. One morning, the Lord spoke to me. When I heard that, I knew in my spirit when God speaks. And I told my husband, when I'm going to go to the... My, I, my kitchen cabinet used to look like a pharmacy with everything in there. I said, I'm going to dump everything. All the thousands of dollars we put in there, dump everything. It's not about money. I feel like we're coming out of a prison. I'm going to dump everything. You can give him anything you want, no restriction. The previous night he, had a, he ate a tiny bit of banana. He's not supposed to. We had locks in the cabinet, locks in the fridge. We made gates for the kitchen. He took a tiny piece of banana and that was it. If he takes it, that's it. He'll bite the wall, bite the windowsill, pull a hair, bite the corners of the table all night. It'll be next 48 hours, nightmare. But God did a miracle. Because we serve an all-powerful, living God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He healed him completely. And my husband took him to the store he ate ice cream for the first time in many years. And he gave him the ice cream. My husband said, he took the ice cream and he looked at the ice cream. And he looked at my husband. Really? Can I have it? We never used to buy anything. Because we knew that he can't have it. So I didn't even give anything for my other two children. When my parents used to come occasionally, they used to buy chips or whatever. We had a single half bathroom by a living room in that house. They used to take my other two little ones in that so that my first son doesn't see and feel. Make them eat there, not a trace, and bring them out. That was the only time, because I never used to buy. What he cannot have, I never got for the rest, because we didn't want him to feel that pain. The God of heaven and earth saw we had no Christmas, no Thanksgiving, no birthdays, no nothing. We can't go to the park, because somebody has a perfume, right there he'll pull my hair, bite and scream. If we go to ShopRite to buy diapers, go to Walmart to buy diapers, we have to run to get diapers because somebody with perfume will come. End of story. There were so many times we just left the items in the cart and rushed back home. God is a faithful God. Joy came in the morning. He did come. The Lord cut the cords. That which was holding this child for that long, in a fraction of a second, not even a fraction of a second, Jesus did it. I threw everything out. He ate ice cream. He went to KFC. He went to pizzeria. <laughs> he went ever whatever he didn't have. In all those years, my husband just took him one after another. You know, he should have had an overload. Nothing happened. Ever since then, to this day, he's been having food. That's how we were able to even go out and serve the Lord because we couldn't go anywhere before. God did a tremendous miracle in him. And I found out after that, because the next time when we went to the store, somebody with perfume is walking by, no reaction. You took him to the place where we had carpet, no reaction. That's when the Lord said, because in my previous house that we had, I stripped, I did it myself, 1,500 square feet house. I did it myself, took all the carpet, took all the padding out myself, dumped it out. We went to Home Depot got the backer board, got the tiles, got the cement, got the manual, because the tiles themselves were so expensive in the backer board. I tiled the house myself with three 
children, very little children. When they were sleeping, I used to tire because he couldn't take it anymore. God is a faithful God. After the Lord healed him, the Lord said, move out of this house. I'm going to take you to a bigger place where there's going to be carpets. Nothing is going to happen. God is an amazing God. The Lord helped us to sell that house. It took a while for this house to sell. This is why I told the story, actually. I was just going to go right into that, but the Lord said there are a lot of new people who didn't know about Samuel's healing. So the Lord wanted me to say, that's why I said that. This is where I want to share about the waiting. It took a year and three months for a house to be sold. So every day, we'd be cleaning, showing. We had four small children, and clean up, clean up, clean up. Oh, somebody's coming to see, somebody's coming to see. It took a while for us to really sell the house. My children will ask, Mommy, did they like our house? Did they like our house? And I was, I was doing my master's at that time. So I was going to college, coming home, cleaning up, taking care of the children, and studying. It was very difficult. It was not easy having four small children and trying to sell the house. But a day came. The Lord spoke to me one day. The Lord said, fast for 21 days. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do that. This was right after, a few weeks after I finished my 40 days fasting. So my husband said, are you sure? You just finished your 40 days fasting. Are you sure? I said, the Lord said, yes. Without that, this is not going to move through because Satan is fighting for the house because that house was built. It's done building, but we cannot go without selling this house. And I, st- I started fasting. You won't believe, third day of the fasting, I was praying with my children. While I was praying with my children, the Lord showed an angel. The angel went so fast, the Lord said, I'm sending an angel. This angel is going to go before. It's going to come with the next people who are going to look at your house. They're going to be so happy. And it's going to come with whoever is going to come with the people. And the transaction is going to be over. The Lord did the exact same thing. But one year and three months we had to wait. You know what the Lord did during that time? The Lord brought the total price, $60,000, the Lord brought down from the new house that we bought. From the builder. We saved $60,000. And the Lord made the builder pay the full closing cost, which we should have paid. The Lord told me, go ask the builder. The builder was very upset. He said, are you crazy? You're asking me for the closing cost and, you know, bring $60,000. I'm not going to do this and this and that, he said. God is an amazing God. When God wants to give you something, he will give you for his glory because it is in that house. The Lord moved us to a house a little over 5,000 square feet from 1,500 square feet. That's where we have our radio programs going, our TV programs going, and our ministry work going. He saw what was going to happen. He took us right into that place where the enemy was putting up a fight. He said, I'm not going to let this happen because God's work is going to happen. I'm not going to let this happen. God, you know they say God has a sense of humor? It really does. We later found out because my builder said, you're taking too long to sell your house. I'm putting your house on the market. Even though we planned and everything, he said, I'm going to put this house in the market. And the queen of real estate of Orange County is going to sell this. And I said, okay. He said, you can do whatever you want. I said, but that's our house. It's not going to go. He didn't like to hear that, but the king of kings and the lord of lords is with us. What is that when comparing to the queen of real estate? (laughs) You know what the lord did? They brought people, like high official people, to buy the house, and they liked the house. Later we found out the neighbor who bought the other house next to him, he had a problem with the builder. So every time somebody comes to see the house, he'll come out. He'll come out on purpose and he'll say, there's water underneath the basement. When they were building, I saw water coming out. You know, Our window fell, our toilet broke, and all kinds of things. Don't buy it, this is not a good house. So people who came to see that left with fear. And in the meantime, the Lord helped us to buy stuff that we needed for that house. So what I used to do with my children was, I used to go online. You know, it's, it's so beautiful, amazing. Because I went online, one day, one day the Lord said, go online and put your house and see. I went online and I saw my house on the market. 
I said, that's, that's our house, our new house. It's on the market. So it's very nice because they had a video where it shows all the rooms. I was looking at all the rooms, counting all the windows, and looked at the layout, and, you know, saw, you know, what curtain, you know, how many blinds, and I, I started buying everything. And at that time, the Lord had, like, a huge reduction where the market was going down, and all the huge brand-name furniture we needed for all the rooms, all the equipments, everything, all the huge chandelier, whatever we needed. The Lord gave us at a very good price. So I took everything and we put them in three big storages. This guy was trying to sell and sell. The Lord brought $60,000 off from the main, from the price, list price. And he paid the closing costs. We had to wait for one year and three months. Waiting was not easy. It was very difficult. But one thing we knew, God is faithful. And just as the Lord said, the next day we had a lady come with a little boy, the real estate agent. You won't believe. She opened the door and she looked at the house and she said, I feel like this is my house. That's what she said. The home inspector came. He was very happy. And they bought our house for cash. Same day we closed we didn't have to wait for mortgage for them to prove another 30 days. God is an amazing God. When you wait, you will see him working in the background. You may be thinking it's not coming as well, the way I expect. Thank God it didn't come the way I expected. Right? Thank God things didn't happen the way you expected. If it would have happened, many of us wouldn't be here today. But thank God he works all things together. For our good. All things together. What the enemy meant for evil. God turns it for our good. God is an amazing God. I can go on and on and on and on and on. Share what God has done. To the miracle power of Jesus Christ. It's in that house God healed so many people. In that house God baptized so many people with the Holy Spirit. God has done amazing things. God is a faithful God. When you have to wait, waiting is good. Why don't we say that? Waiting is good. Waiting on the Lord is even better. Waiting on the Lord is even better. Waiting on the Lord is the best. Can we say that? Waiting on the Lord is the best. I will wait upon the Lord. They that wait on the Lord. You know what happens? Isaiah says, they that wait upon the Lord. What does it say? They're just waiting and waiting then waiting. Because they're waiting, what happens? Their joints get old, right? Their knees get old. It's like a car that's parked in a garage. You know, after some time, it's difficult to start. God's word is opposite. It says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. While you're waiting, something happens. While you're waiting, something happens. It's not that you're just waiting just to wait. Something happens. While you wait, this picture the Spirit of the Lord is showing me. Have you seen or have you heard about the hen, how it hatches the chicks? It keeps the eggs underneath and it sits. 21 days. 21 days it has to sit. It just sits on it. just sits on it. just sits on it. Somebody can think, what is going to happen by it just sitting on it? Right? It's just sitting on it. You can just at least move around, walk around. It's just becoming chubbier and chubbier just sitting on it. You know what? At the end of the 21st day, what happens? The little ones come out. 21 days, they were growing inside. Growing inside. Nobody can see if it gets up. To eat, somebody looks at the egg. Looks the same. Day one, same. Day two, same. Day 10, same. Day 14, same. Day 20. You know, I, I'm a teacher. We did that experiment with the children, actually. Even the 20th day, you don't see anything. The egg looks just the same. 21st day, you see little poke here, little poke there. The kids all get excited. Look at that. A crack. You see the tiny beak. doesn't even have strength to fully come out. It just falls. Out of the shell. A couple of minutes, it shakes everything and it starts running around. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew 
their strength. They shall renew their mental strength. They shall renew their physical strength. They shall renew their spiritual strength. They shall renew their emotional strength. They shall renew, 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 renew their strength. They shall run and not grow weary. That means you are running and running and running and running and running. No, into that running. You are running and running and running. You know what? Even top athletes after a mile, after a mile I, I used to be a runner. I was an athlete. I used to run 500 meters, 1,000 meters. I used to get medals. So I know about running. You run, you get to the finish line. Once you go to the finish line, everything is burning inside. You just literally just you drop. It takes a while for you to get up. But you run, the Bible says, if you wait on the Lord, even if you run, you're not going to go weary. Even if you walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and walk, as long as he wants you to walk, you're not going to go faint. Because the strength of the Lord has gone into your body while you're waiting. So, is it better to wait? I'm not talking about yoga. This is not about like sitting like that, waiting. That's not going to do a thing, and I don't encourage that. And we're not for that. You wait on the Lord, on your knees, not yoga, on your knees. Yoga can sometimes, like some people say, okay, it may hop, you know, this or that or that or this. But if you wait on the Lord, it will help you in all directions, supernaturally. Not just the muscle building, going to some gym. We can all do exercise, which is good. Exercising is good. But exercise yourself to wait on the Lord. Tell yourself, I will wait on the Lord from today. Wait on the Lord for today. I will wait on the Lord for today. From today, I will wait on the Lord. No matter what path I go through, I'm never going to be impulsive. Some people are very impulsive. They want everything right now. If they don't get it, they will start getting upset. If things don't turn their way, they will cry and they will scream, they will wail. Remember this. Please, two-year-old. We can have big bodies, two-year-old at heart. That looks cute, but absolutely not. You don't want to be a tantruming two-year-old in your heart. We want to mature inside, but that happens waiting in the presence of the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk not grow faint. Now that's supernatural. No gym can give you. No Superman can have that. No Batman can have that. No super athlete can have that. Because they're all human beings. But the supernatural strength from the Lord, when it goes into your body, into my body, it does something supernatural. That's where the transformation occurs. We're not looking for just the physical strength, but the spiritual strength. The Bible says, God will prosper us spiritually and physically. So as your spirit prospers, as your soul prospers, your body will prosper also. So I want you to remember this. The key verse that the Lord spoke was, My God shall supply all my need, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, a couple of minutes I'm going to finish. It won't be fair if you don't read what actually happened to this crying family who Jesus denied to come right away. Because I filled the rest with my story. So let's read quickly what happened. Jesus went to that place after four days. After Lazarus died. Four days. They had the funeral. They buried. Four days. After that. And the sister says. Lord. The body will be stinking. If I open. The grave. The body will be stinking. But Jesus says. I am the resurrection. And life. You know who is standing in front of you. Martha. The Lord of resurrection and life is standing in front of you. You were thinking if Jesus comes, he'll heal the sick. 
for he is the resurrection and life i can raise people from the dead so even if you think my house is going to be gone if you think which i didn't thank god if you know your god you will not think that way even if you feel everything is going to be gone remember he is able to overturn everything god can bring laws for you he can make laws for you he can turn the government for you he can turn the officials for you he can turn the hearts of the people for you the king's heart on the hands of the lord whatever direction he stirs it is in your hands and in my hands to pray pray this first thing i said right are you bringing your problems to jesus are you informing the lord of what's happening are you requesting help from the lord that's the first thing right number 2 are you trusting god his timing the way he is going to do how he operates in your life are you trusting him number 3 waiting give yourself to wait for the lord you will never be disappointed you can go to your rooms and finish this chapter the lord stood in front of the tomb of lazarus he told mary in martha if you believe you will see the glory of god flip it if you don't believe you are not going to see the glory of god you can do things your own way you can manipulate people you can manipulate yourself you can manipulate your situation you can push and push and push for what you want and you can get it done you can also feel like i accomplished it but if you look at it it equals zero god works everything together for good so he knows at this step what i have to do and in our house we were the only family in our street and we have so many people they're all top level officials in our street like the fbi agents fire chief but we were the only people who went who went into the house with all the furniture brand new furniture all the chandelier everything was put in all the rooms when we went in the rest of the family they had to go there and buy little at a time buy little at a time when you wait on the lord god does everything he knows what store to close he knows what to get from which builder he knows when to send the people to buy your house he knows what to do he knows the best who never try to push sometimes we try to push the lord right lord i want it by tomorrow you can ask there's nothing wrong you can ask for by tomorrow but if it doesn't happen by tomorrow don't whine if it doesn't happen by tomorrow don't throw a tantrum if it doesn't happen by tomorrow say oh there's no point in praying i'm not going to pray anymore you're doing a disservice to yourself not to god so why don't we make a commitment the bottom of the story bottom line is god raised lazarus from the dead read it on your own he raised him from the dead and people came to see this dead man rose again who is this lazarus now all of a sudden lazarus became famous this lazarus was nobody you know he was just sitting in his house you know with his two sisters he didn't even have parents and jesus was so kind enough he was coming every time he came people came to that house but something big happened where this man died after 4 days he got up jesus went to his tomb and he rose him up from the dead people came to see who rose this person from the dead and they came to see who was this dead guy we need to see him too god will do the same thing for you you know it's like this because our president not just our current president any president because they come to power because they become the president his wife automatically is called what the first lady because she is married to him she's linked to him if you are linked together with jesus christ you share in his glory whatever he does he works it for the glory of god and you share in his glory you automatically inherit in his glory have you ever thought about that sometimes the enemy will come and try to say oh god is really selfish he wants to do it it's all about no he gets glorified 
you should be the most happiest person in the world. That's your daddy. That's our father. Shall we close our eyes? Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. This is a time of commitment. We heard the word of God. What the Lord was speaking to us. God is faithful. It's a time for you to commit yourself to the Lord. Whatever unbelief was in your heart all these months, all these years, need to get out. Whatever complaint you had about Jesus Christ needs to go out. He works all things together for the good of those who love him. Do you love him? Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. In his Jesus Christ, this is the time between you and the Lord. Nobody needs to see. Nobody needs to open your eyes. If you want Jesus Christ to come into your heart, wherever you are, just raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. Hallelujah. If you say, Lord, 
I've been running away from you for so long. I want to put an end to that. Lord, I want to give my heart to you today. So that Lord, you can run my life. So that you can make all things beautiful in my life. Hallelujah. You can turn my morning into laughter. You can put away my sackcloth. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. If that is you, wherever you are, just raise your hand. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. And say this prayer after me. Father, I come to you, Lord. Father, I come to you, Lord. With brokenness. With brokenness. Lord. Lord. I want to stop running away from you. I want to stop running away from you. Lord, I want to completely give myself over to you. Lord, I want to completely give myself over to you. I want to overcome my fears and my doubts. I want to overcome my fears and my doubts. And I want to trust you fully, Lord. I want to trust you fully, Lord. Help me, Jesus. 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 Oh, Lord, I believe that you died for me. Lord, I believe that you died for me. I believe that there is a heaven and there is a hell. I believe that there is a heaven and there is a hell. And I believe that you are preparing a place for me. And I believe that you are preparing a place for me. And I want to be there with you, Jesus. And I want to be there with you, Jesus. Lord, Lord, take me in. Take me in. Be my daddy. 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 Lord, Lord. I commit my life to you. I commit my life to you. Forgive me, Lord, of all the things that I've done and said and thought. Forgive me, Lord, for all the things that I've said, I've done and thought. Wash me clean with your precious blood. Wash me clean with your precious blood. And help me to wait on you. Help me, Jesus, to wait on you. As I wait on you. As I wait on you. I shall renew my strength. I shall renew my strength. My mind shall be renewed. My mind shall be renewed. My body shall be renewed. My body shall be renewed. My soul shall be renewed. My soul shall be renewed. My spirit shall be renewed. My spirit shall be renewed. I pray, Jesus. I pray, Jesus. And I commit myself into your hands. Commit myself into your hands. From this day forward. This day forward. Hold my hand, Jesus. Hold my hand, Jesus. I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. I want to run with you. I want to run with you. I want to soar with you. I want to soar with you. I want to end up with you. I want to end up with you. To this cause I give myself. To this cause I give myself. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for some of you who feel weak in your heart. You've given your life to the Lord already. You have a lot of uncertainties. The Lord says, commit yourself to wait on the Lord. If you've been a very hasty person, raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask the Lord to give you grace to help you to wait. If you've been a very anxious person, raise your hand. Hallelujah. If you've been a person who worries all the time, fearful all the time. And the Spirit of the Lord is giving me these words. You have a sense of abandonment. Raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. 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 Look upon them. Oh, I worship you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come before you, Abba Father. I bring these dear sisters into your hands. Oh, Lord. As the parents brought the little children to Jesus and he blessed them. Lord, I bring these dear sisters of mine before you. I ask you that you'll touch them. Touch them, Lord. 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 As they have their hands raised, touch them, O Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come against all the forces of darkness, every demonic spirit that is warring against the minds of these people, every thought that is bothering them, every spirit of anxiety that is plaguing them, every spirit of fear, every spirit of depression. Every demonic spirit that is holding them captive. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I break those bondages in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I come against every spirit of fear that is holding your children captive. Bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. And I pray that you will give them, Lord, inner strength. Inner strength to wait on you. Cause them, Lord, to spend time in your presence. To know who you are so they can trust you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Can you just open your mouth and say, Lord, I commit myself to trusting you. Lord, I Lord, commit, I commit myself, myself to trusting, to trusting you. you. I commit myself to trusting you. I commit myself to trusting you. From this day forward, Lord. From this day forward, Lord. I'm going to hold myself down and wait on you. I'm going to hold myself down and wait on you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for those of you who have problems in your bodies. Whatever sickness you have, wherever you are, just raise your hand. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord is present here. He is present here to heal. The healing virtue of Jesus Christ is flowing here right now. As a woman who had the issue of blood, went through the crowd, didn't worry about what anyone will think. She touched the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ. And she got healed. If that is you, if you have sickness in your body, and you believe that Jesus Christ is here, you raise your hand. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come against every demonic spirit. Oh, that is oppressing these children, Lord. Lord, I pray that you set the captives free. Whatever oppression that the enemy has laid on their bodies, yeah. in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, of Jesus. I break the power of Satan over their bodies in Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, for healing power to go into their bodies right now. Quicken them, O oh Lord. Quicken them, Lord. Quicken them. I come against every demonic thing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That is keeping them down, Lord, because of these sicknesses. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Some of you, the Holy Spirit is showing. You have a very difficult time getting up in the morning. You have a very difficult time getting out of bed. You feel very depressed. You find it very difficult to get out of bed. To get through your day. If that is you, raise your hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come against every spirit of depression, every evil spirit that's holding these dear people down. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I break the bondage in Jesus' name. Break the power of Satan over their minds in Jesus' name. I pray, Heavenly Father, help them to rise up early to seek you. To seek your kingdom and your righteousness oh, first. Hallelujah. Everything else will follow. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To you be oh, the glory, we Lord. praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Just open your mouth and worship the Lord. Amen. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord for the deliverance that God has given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Lord, I ask you for your strength to descend into the minds of your people. People who have, Lord, weak mind, unstable mind. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I remove the unstability in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I ask you, Lord. I ask you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, for your strength to descend into their mind. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. If you have problems with your mind, put your hand on your mind, on your head. Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I ask you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, strengthen the minds of your people. Glorious strengthen God. the minds of your people. Hallelujah. Strengthen the minds of your people. Strengthen the minds of your people right now. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for the victory. 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 Oh, this is a day of deliverance. This is a day of deliverance. This is a day of deliverance. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. I want to pray for... Some of you who are getting headaches, migraine headaches, the Spirit of the Lord is showing me. If you have migraine headaches that frequently come to you, wherever you are, raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Oh, Spirit of the living God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come against this headache in Jesus' name. Come against you. Headache in, the in the name of, of Jesus, Jesus Christ of hallelujah. Nazareth. I curse the demonic spirit that is plaguing your people. This is bringing headaches in Jesus' name. I take victory in Jesus' Jesus. name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is showing me. Those of you who have headaches, some of you are holding on to the past. You're constantly thinking about your past. The Lord says, release your past to Him. Your headache will be gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live in the freedom that Jesus Christ has purchased for you. Thank you, Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to forgive the people who offended me. Lord, I want to release, Lord, the people that I'm holding on to. Lord, with bitterness, open your mouth and say, Lord, I forgive my enemies, Lord. I forgive the people who hated me. I forgive the people who abused me. Lord, I forgive the people, Lord, who are looking to hurt me. Release them into the hands of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 As Jesus Christ led the people of Israel through the wilderness, God will lead you, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord sent Moses to deliver the people out of the land of Egypt. This day, write it in your journal. God has delivered you from your slavery. Hallelujah. God has delivered you from your bondage. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Walk in the victory that God has purchased for you. Hallelujah. Confess what we believe. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, we inherit the 
promises, the healings, the blessings, the deliverance by faith. Hallelujah. Faith is the hand that receives what God has for you. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for the work of God that was accomplished this day. And I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Walking with Jesus. Walking every day. Walking all the way. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus alone. Sing it with me, the last song. Walking with Jesus. Walking every day. Walking all the way. Walking with Jesus. Clap your hands and sing. Walking with Jesus alone. Walking in the sunlight. Walk in his shadow. Walking every day, walking oh, all the way. Walking in the sunlight, walking in the shadow, walking oh Jesus alone. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus alone. I just want to stop here and say one thing. Just picture this in your mind as a little child. But hold on to the loved one's hand and walk. When he is walking, his shadow goes on the child. The more close you are, you're in his shadow. Say, walking in his sunlight. Walking in his shadow. Walking every day. Walking all the way. None of you, not a single person should let go of the hand of Jesus. Make a commitment to the Lord. We're going to close with this song. Sing it as a commitment to the Lord. I will walk with Jesus, walking every day, walking all the way, walking with Jesus, walking with Jesus alone. Oh, walking with Jesus, walking every day, walking all the way, walking. Alone. Walking in the sunlight, walking in the shadow, walking every day, walking all the way, walking in the sunlight, walking in the shadow, walking with Jesus alone. One more time, walking with Jesus, walking every day, walking all the way. Walking in the shadow, walking with Jesus alone. Walking in the sunlight, walking in the shadow, walking every day, walking all the way. Walking in the sunlight, walking in the shadow, walking with Jesus alone.